Welcome to the Friday Five, a series in which we cover five stories in health and science research over the previous week that you may have missed. There are plenty of controversies and ethical issues in science, and we get into many of them in our online magazine. But there are also lots of stories to be excited about, and this news roundup is focused on scientific work to give you a therapeutic dose of inspiration headed into the weekend. First up in the Friday Five, maybe you've heard about studies suggesting that the low point of happiness for many people is the part of their lives when they're raising kids. Well, there's some good news for those of you in the trenches of parenthood. Having stable romantic relationships and having kids are linked to lower levels of dementia, according to a study this week from researchers in Norway. The researchers focused on health data that showed whether people ages 44 to 68 were married and had kids, and this data also revealed whether these adults were diagnosed with dementia or milder cognition issues after age 70. The ones who were married and didn't get divorced during the 24-year period of middle life were least likely to have cognitive problems later on, while the most cases of dementia were found among those who'd been divorced or single throughout this period. But it's not all doom and gloom for unmarried people. The single adults in this study who'd had kids were 60% less likely to get dementia. One explanation could be that people who get married or have kids have healthier lifestyles, and that's what's actually protecting them. But the Norwegian researchers report that when they held steady various lifestyle factors like smoking, obesity, and lack of exercise, their findings still held up. So what's to explain the difference? The researchers note that having children results in all kinds of challenges, which is constantly stimulating the parental minds and forcing parents to build up their cognitive reserves. It's also worth noting that even though some parents do report low levels of happiness when their kids are young, self-report surveys also show that they often find the overall experience of parenting to be very meaningful. Another research has shown that enjoying a meaningful life purpose, such as having children, can help with keeping the mind sharp as you age. Next up, I've been having fun lately using a chest strap and an app to measure my heart rate variability. HRV is an important measure of health, but researchers at the University of California, San Diego are making my gadgetry look like child's play. They've developed a new patch the size of a postage stamp that sticks onto the skin of your chest and provides a window to see what's going on in your heart. It does this through two technologies. One is ultrasound, the waves that are able to get the images of the heart in high resolution, and they can do this even while you're exercising. The other tech that lets you in on the secrets of your own heart is a machine learning algorithm that's trained to pick out important information from what the patch is seeing. Heart disease is the leading cause of death in the U.S. Taking images of what's going on in the heart is the best way to know if you're having or about to have a problem. But the typical screenings require you to go to a cardiologist and can be tough to access for the average person. The UC San Diego team's sticker opens up new possibilities for access. As the researchers reported in Nature, their patch can see and measure how much blood the heart is pumping out with every beat each minute among other important signs of heart health. And the system uses an algorithm to spit out numbers in real time that can serve as life-saving information if your heart is misbehaving. Currently, the patch has to be connected to a computer to work, but the researchers have already made a wireless version that they plan to study soon. They've also started a company to help bring this device to market once they've made a number of improvements, such as further developing their machine learning model so it can apply to more diverse populations. Next up, one day in the future, you may be able to use the patch that I just talked about to watch as your heart becomes younger, as suggested by a new study from researchers at the University of Bristol and Multimedica Group in Italy. 
By adding a gene that's linked to longevity, they reported that they were able to make hearts 10 years younger. They suspected that this gene could make an important difference because when people are born with it, they often have very long lives, over 100 years. Most people tend to experience harmful changes in the heart as they get older. Because some mice have the same protective gene, and other mice experience problems with heart function as they age, similar to humans, the research team decided to test what would happen if they gave the superagers gene mutation to middle-aged mice, and they found that their biological clocks rewound by the human equivalent of a decade. Separately, they studied the effect of the gene on human heart cells in a test tube, comparing heart cells from older people with cardiovascular issues to people with healthier hearts. With the addition of the gene, the unhealthy heart cells began to work like the healthier cells. For example, they became better at making new blood vessels. This finding, published in Cardiovascular Research, suggests we might be able to isolate the healthy genes of superagers and their relatives and give them to less lucky people who don't have these genes, so they too can be protected from chronic diseases. The scientists are now looking to see if they can use superager proteins instead of genes, since certain risks have been linked to gene therapy. Next up in the Friday Five, researchers at the University of Colorado have another way of seeing your organs, besides the ultrasound patches that I mentioned earlier. They've found a way to create 3D replicas that capture every tissue, tiny blood vessel, and all the other nooks and crannies of your organs. Why would they want to do this? Well, when surgeons are planning for a procedure, they use a map that just shows the organ's surfaces. But the Colorado scientists were able to use 3D data from CT and MRI scans to create very small yet accurate 3D images down to the size of a raindrop that represent little pieces of the organs. When the 3D pieces, or voxels, are added together, they form highly realistic 3D organs that surgeons can use to understand exactly what they're going to be dealing with during an upcoming surgery. In their study, published in 3D Printing and Additive Manufacturing, the researchers' maps were so detailed they could tell the differences between the interior of a kidney and its surface, even though they're both the same color. These images live on the scientists' computers for now, but the big idea is to use the maps to 3D print highly realistic versions of hearts, kidneys, and other organs, so surgeons can get a literal feel for the body part they'll soon be fixing. And for our fifth story this week, scientists at MIT and Massachusetts General Hospital have developed a cap that people could wear around the house that measures what's going on in your brain. Currently, that's only possible in large machines at hospitals that take functional magnetic resonance images. These fMRIs are not very accessible, and they provide small snapshots without capturing brain functioning that goes on during normal, everyday mental and physical activity. The new caps could change this. They work by sending laser light far into the brain, and when the light bounces off the brain's red blood cells, it comes back to the cap, where it's picked up by 192 receptors. These receptors are designed to pick up more variation in the light, returning from the parts of the brain where the blood cells are moving faster. That's how the device can tell us which parts of the brain are especially active, like an fMRI would do. A big advance was finding the right wavelength of light to use for the laser in the cap. The research team found a wavelength that goes deep into the brain, but doesn't get absorbed by brain tissue or the blood, which had been a problem with other wavelengths they had tried before. Another breakthrough was to find the right kind of receptors to use in the cap. After 20 years of experimenting with different approaches, the scientists realized they could borrow a really sensitive device that's been key to astronomers picking up light from the stars. Such sensitivity is needed because light from the brain scatters all over the place, with just a small bit of it coming back to the receptor. Yet another improvement in the cap is that it can focus on picking up the light that is a little delayed in returning to the brain. If it comes right back, that means it just bounced off the skin of your scalp. 
Massachusetts General Hospital may start using the CAPS with their laser system as early as next year. And after that, the researchers think it could start playing a key role in assessing and treating depression, PTSD, and other psychiatric disorders. As always, you can find links to each study I've discussed this week in the show notes. And please check out the Leaps.org magazine online, where you can learn about the latest and most important challenges and developments in science, such as this week, the first article in a series that we're running on doctors and hospitals that are leading the way to make their practices healthier, not just for their patients, but the planet. Overall, the Leaps.org platform looks at innovations through the lens of rational optimism. You can find out what to be concerned about, but we also tell you which scientific breakthroughs are giving reason for excitement. Thanks for listening to the Friday Five, and have a great weekend.